Hey everybody, this is Pam at the Paper Outpost and this is the Paper Outpost podcast, the joy of junk journaling. Talking about junk journaling, paper crafting, life of a crafter, and answering your crafty questions. Here we go. Um, Touching base with some of your comments today, uh, just looking into YouTube and seeing what you guys are thinking about. And um, one is, okay, so the first one I've got is uh, Princella, Princella's Art craft spirit you <laughs> spirit you okay she says hey you get an a plus for creativity and she's re- referring to the video called crazy creative junk journal challenge oh that that was a lot of fun let me just like i had to click on that again because uh, i wanted to share that with somebody um okay so i did this crazy junk journal challenge how can i get to the video view on youtube let me see if i get there okay we don't want to listen to it no oh Oh, oh, yep, no, no, okay, that, that's me in the background. Um, part one was construction of the junk journal, and it was where I actually took McDonald's bags and French fry holder and also Dunkin' Donut bag, which apparently is a beautiful microcosm of what I was eating back then. My goodness, um, it definitely uh, shows where everything was at. Uh, so it looks like there was it was a two-part video. One was a part of the construction of the journal, and the second part was decorating the journal. And it was called the Crazy Creative Junk Journal Challenge, in case you're wondering. It was around Friday, October 22nd, or Wednesday, October 20th, somewhere around there. Um, yeah. Okay, so that actually wasn't the challenge I was thinking of, but it's still kind of cool. And, uh, um, huh. Yeah, very interesting. Just looking in here. And um, so you really can make something out of nothing. And oh, yeah, there's that little junk journal. There it is. Yeah, I remember it now. Okay, that was a lot of fun. And you can transform things. They don't look anything like what they originally looked like. And that's 99% of the fun is just transforming it into this other stuff. Um, I, you know, suggest maybe just grabbing a bunch of stuff and seeing what you can make out of it. It's a great way to challenge your brain and your imagination and see where you can take things. Um, Okay, I've got another little question, or that's not a question really, it's, uh, oh, we gotta back up actually, I'm not in the right, right section, here we go. It says, Pam, can you please tell us, oh, this is Kristen High. Pam, can you please tell us how you became involved in making junk journals? Maybe you already shared this in a video, and if you did, please tell me what video. I would love to learn how you came to make these beauties and your love for sharing your talents with us. Um, okay, so let's see. I was just looking for, at the time, I think I was uh, teaching myself via YouTube on how to draw with pencil, and I was slowly migrating into watercolor, and then I came across junk journals, and this was, I think, back in 2015, I want to say. Um And I remember coming across Nick the Booksmith, and I was absolutely fascinated by her talent and uh, her ability to make books out of nothing. I just thought it was so amazing. And she makes such really cool junk journals. Um, She's really, really a skilled artist. And... I was, I was just blown away by it. And I remember saying to myself, oh, you know, Nick, I am, I am so appreciative that you're showing us how to do this, but I will never, I will never start a YouTube channel or do anything like that um, again. <laughs> and uh, 
Um, so I said to myself, wow, isn't that awesome? This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. You know, she does this for us and shares and shows us how to do it. And I would so look forward to her videos and uh, then it sort of branched out from there. And I really didn't make a journal. I just enjoyed watching her make them. And I thought, oh, that's great, but I don't really need to make a book. Who needs to make a book? I don't need, I got a lot of books here. I have all these notepads. I have spiral bound books and I'm good. I don't, I don't need a book. I was very, very utilitarian about it and not artsy about it. I thought if I could go to the Dollar Tree and buy a notepad, why do I need to make a book? That seems like a lot of effort and work. And then I started going down this little path of, um, well, I could see, I could see the logic and why I might want to make a book. Maybe, and, and the thing that came to my mind was I could make a watercolor book where I could cut pieces of pretty watercolor paper, like nice watercolor paper, and then I could put it into a book and then I could watercolor on those pages and I would have it captured. I was starting to watch other artists do challenges of um, how to like do a little bit of art every day. Um, if you're a watercolorist, watercolor every day. It doesn't have to be finished, it doesn't have to be good, but just get that brush in your hand and start moving the paint and maybe practice some techniques or do a flower or do a scene or whatever you're inspired to today. It's not so much about the what, it's the fact that you have the brush in your hand. And um, I thought having having a, a um, combined book of watercolor papers, then I would have a place where all of that would occur and I could go back to easily. It wouldn't be these free floating pieces of watercolor paper around where I wouldn't even know where they are. I forgot where I put them, you know, half started paintings, all that kind of stuff. But this would make everything have a home base. And that seemed to make sense to me. So that was actually my very first journal. It was a watercolor book, just sheets of cut watercolor paper. And um, the book itself gave it some stability and strength. Uh, I don't know if you've ever watercolored, but when you do, the, when you wet the paper, the paper can curl on you. And normally we tape the paper down to the desk or um, you have it on a block of paper, um, something like that, where it's attached all together at one end and, or two ends. Um, so having it in a strong, secure place where it could easily um, be worked on, I thought that might be pretty cool. So let's face it, I had no idea what I was doing or what I was getting into. I just sort of watched process and I thought, okay, I can maybe do that. Maybe I can make a book. It was pretty scary in the beginning. I, you know, um, but the, actually the first, the first one wasn't bad. Um, and I think that gave me the momentum to go forward because then all of a sudden I made something that had a purpose, you know, and I was kind of excited about that. And I thought, well, you know, maybe I need other books. Maybe I need them to collect recipes. Maybe I need them to log my dreams. Maybe I need to have a to-do list book. Maybe I need to this and that and this and that. And all of a sudden I started to think, maybe there is some sense in making your own books. 
Not only are they fun to make, they're pretty and they can have a purpose. I thought they had to have a purpose back then. And um, then I ended up making a big one. And then I started seeing the decorating and the pockets and the tucks and learning about journal cards and journal tags and all the mystery of that started to, you know, come before me and I got very excited about it. And I thought, you know, so I just, I made this giant book. It was very fat. It was heavily decorated. Um, it still sat like a closed, like a regular book, but it was such a fat spine. I, and I, um, for some reason got into my head, this would be a really unusual, uh, wedding gift to give to somebody. So that's actually what I did. I gave it to some family members of mine who got married and it took me forever to, can I just emphasize that anymore? Forever to make that book. And then it was so hard to give away the book because I was so attached to it and all the, but what I decided to do was do a little video for myself, just a flip through of that book. So I could remember the pages and what I did and this and that. And that I found was really fun. And then I feel like I didn't really lose the book and I could always go back and look at the book anytime I wanted. And um, I often wonder what they use it for now. It's probably a door stopper. Um, but uh, it, it was it was so much fun to make. And I was using all the scraps and the negative punched images and anything that fell to the floor, it got put in that book. It was just really a fun thing to do. Um, and uh, then I started looking at, because, you know, once you give away the book, you're there bookless. You know what I mean? It's like nothing. You got nothing. You got to start over. And then I saw the concept of mass making where you could actually make a bunch of stuff ahead of time. And I saw how people were starting to organize their mass making stuff. Um, I used to watch Jessica rap and I loved the way she organized her little bits and bops and pieces. And I would just be so amazed by that. She's another amazing crafter. If you want some great inspiration and just see somebody, you know, going with her own natural flow, it's just beautiful um, to watch people follow their own inner guide on how to do this. I think, um, you know, at first, when we don't know what we're doing, we're, we're, we're looking at others for direction. And then when we start to get more comfortable with the basics, um, how to construct one, or I mean, there's a million and one ways to make a junk journal, but maybe you, you just want to make one, you know what I mean? You just want to deliver the baby successfully without too much fuss fuss. And then you want to focus on the little intricacies of the book, like maybe playing with the cover, introducing fabric, Fabric on the inside cover and outside cover. Maybe paper on the inside cover, fabric on the outside cover. Maybe painting the cover. Maybe using an old book cover and dressing it up. Maybe using an old book cover and leaving it as it is because you really like the old book cover. I mean, there's, just, there's a million and one ways to approach it, but there's so much fun to be had with every experience. If you keep your heart and your mind open, and just with the wonder of it all and let yourself guide yourself. If you feel compelled to do something, try it, do it. Just get your fingers in the green paint and put finger paint smotches, splotches all over your cover and just see where it takes you. Odds are it's not gonna look anything like what you originally, well, I can't say. When I make things, they don't look anything like what I originally envisioned. Nope, not even close. I'll go in with like, wait, this is gonna be a yellow butterfly book never turns out that way. It just takes on a life of its own and it starts creating itself. And I'm merely, I'm merely the minion moving the pieces. That's what I feel like. Um, but it's a lot of fun because you, you, you get this sense that there's, there's a, a freedom in that where you can play 
And I think if we stay connected to that sense of freedom to play, then it's all, it's going to be okay because it really is only paper and we have to take it not too seriously sometimes. And, um, we take so much in life seriously. It would be nice if our playtime was not so serious. Um, there's nothing wrong with having some serious thoughts about your very beautiful, magnificent junk journals, but there's also a grand joy in not taking it too seriously. So it's a, it's a balancing act. And, um, um, just looking around, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm totally going, there's no script and I'm going off it. I'm looking around at my craft room here and I'm actually making headway using up some of my supplies, which I'm feeling really good about. And it's starting to reveal some other supplies that I haven't seen or thought about in a while. Like I have this big, I have a nice pile of, uh, vintage file folders over there, the hanging ones. And then I have a big pile of scrapbook paper, which has significantly reduced. And I would just say, I would like to say and announce to the world that I am so proud that I am slowly whittling down on that giant mass of scrapbook paper that I had to have. And um, it was collected over time from many different places, from different thrift stores and yard sales and friends and Hobby Lobby and all the whatnot where we get this stuff. And it's actually getting a little smaller. It's not three feet tall anymore. It's like maybe three quarters of a foot. I'm, that, that's big progress around here. And uh, I have been using my paper punches a little bit more, and I'm feeling pretty good about that. And I'm, I, I can see some old papers that I totally forgot about, like old, there's some braille down here and some old letters and um, some old ledger and just some funky, funky doodad things that are really awesome. Um, oh, the boy, look over there. I'm just realizing there's a whole section I haven't looked at in ever, forever. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease ever look at that oh goodness there's my handmade paper haven't thought about that in a while oh my goodness there's some stickers totally forgot about those but as you kind of ferret and whittle ferret down and whittle through things start coming together and there's some fabric in a box like some little um it's like scrap fabric that um from all the cuttings i still have some scraps so i can make a lot of look at that pretty fabric over there those little lacy lovelies Ugh, you're going to become something. I have two crates full of, or maybe a crate and a half now, full of embellishments. So that's pretty good. So I could make some journals for the holiday season. Um, let me just swing around here and see what else I'm seeing. I'm also seeing, oh yeah, I got a nice box of stickers. It's like a shoe box. And a nice box of stamps, like a shoe box. I think they were actually photo boxes originally, but they, they come in really handy for holding volume <laughs> and then I've got this little wall of rubber stamps which is only breaking the tip of the iceberg off to reveal all the rubber stamps and types of stamps that I have and I have a lot of those in the drawers as well and I, I feel a little bad about that like 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 um, a mother alligator who forgot to watch her children and they ran amok and ate everything in sight. Um, 
because I can't see them. And so when your eyes are off them, who knows what they're doing, right? So I have drawers full of rubber stamps that I've completely forgotten about. And I do try and go through them periodically to reintroduce myself to the enormity of the collection. And I really have pared it down multiple times. And what I do is I take the ones that I'm like, quote unquote unsure about and I put them in a box and I put them in the garage and then I sit and I wait to see if I'm going to cry and I miss them. And I generally don't miss them because I forget that they're there. So it's it's just taking up space. And, and that's the hard thing is when you really love a craft and you just want every little tool related to it, it is so exciting and so overwhelming and so horde-like all at the same time. Um, it's impossible to use everything at the same time. See, there's a whole set of rubber stamps I'm looking at right now to my wall. On my wall that I, I completely forget about. They're prettiest little stamps too. Why am I forgetting about those? They just, I, I can't tell you, I look at this wall all the time and I don't see what's right in front of me. But there they are, these gorgeous rubber stamps of little botanical images. That could be so handy with the things I'm doing. Oh my goodness. Okay, so I think I need to reintroduce myself to my stamps in sections like today if I make something I'm going to use the stamps out of this section so I'll feel good about it and I'll slowly grow go through that wall and I'll slide down and transition myself through the drawers of stamps and then I will completely feel guilty about ignoring the first set of stamps I ever started with on the upper left wall and it'll be a cycle that will continue and continue until I weed out more of the stamps that I really, I don't, maybe they, I don't gravitate towards them initially, or I just, honestly, I think I forget about them. I, uh, yeah, so I just follow butterflies everywhere, and off I go, and forget about the stuff that's right there all the time. Does that happen to anybody else, or is it just me? Nope, Sonny's not here. He is in the living room, I'm assuming. Where are you, Sonny? Oh, yep, he can see me from the, the couch. He's nestled in the white cushions, trying to pretend like he's not there, but he's so there. All right, let's see. We, we, we've got to get to another comment here. Um, let's see. Okay. Uh, oh, somebody's going to give us a tip. Let's see what they say. Just, okay. And um, it's Il Maria, Maria and Fu. Okay. Just a tip when there is glue spilling out from a border or using a die cutting like the butterfly. Instead of ink, use Pearl X. Pearl X. Why does that ring a bell? Is that like chalk? That might be like chalk. It gives an extra touch. Glue is sealed. An item looks fab. Any dusty pigment will seal that glue. And in the case of the butterfly, the Pearl X will show inside the hollow bits of the filigree. I say Pearl X because that is the product of my preference, but there are plenty in the market like Cosmic Shimmer, and tons of others. Pigments cover that tiny... This is such a good bit of knowledge. Pigments cover that tiny bit of overflowing glue in a wonderful way. Love this tutorial. Thank you. And um, uh, Il-Marie-Marianne is referring to the video Super Easy Envelope Pouch for Junk Journals. Um, that's a great tip. I've completely forgotten about my Perlex and my chalks and 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 Perlix I think is like a metallic I want to call it a metallic chalk maybe it's not even a chalk at all maybe it's a paint it's let, let's go look at it all right come with me all right I'll look at it and I'll, and I'll I'll 
tell you what I could find. Okay, let me open this. What I think it's in here. Oh, oh, pebbles. Pearlescent pebbles. No, I don't have, do I not have Pearlex? I thought I had something called Pearlex. Maybe Pearlex is like a mica. Okay, I have nothing called Pearlex. But mine are called pebbles, metallic cream chalks. And then there's pearlescent chalks. That's probably what I was thinking of. But I think pearlescent chalks would work. You could probably also use makeup and um, like mica kind of makeup. I totally forgot what's in here. What's this? Oh, look at that. I have oil pastels and some, yes, makeup. What's in here? Is it one of those eyeshadow palettes? That is also known as mica makeup. Um, if it's shiny or pearlescent, metallic in any way, it's probably got some mica in it. And um, you can just have a lot of fun with that. So you just gotta go ferret around in your drawers. You know what I mean? You never know what you're gonna find in those drawers. It always sounds so weird when I say that. But yes, thank you for bringing that to light again because I have completely forgotten about that. We need to play with those again. That would be a lot of fun. Somebody write that down. Sonny, you got that? Um, so take care, everybody. Happy crafting. And we'll talk to you next time at the Paper Outpost. <laughs>